0: Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic TV show weight loss. Does it work? Welcome to the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Coach Gwen, your host. I'm the author of the book Losing Weight gain control, loving your weight maintenance journey. I also help others with getting to their goal, which is maintenance and living a healthier life. Now last week's episode was about how to handle a setback. What to do when the scale has gone up. When I did weigh in this past week, I was two pounds down. Now I have to admit I did a big, whew, and the reason I did that was I thought it would take longer than a week for the scale to respond to me getting back on track after two months of just eating a little more than usual. One thing I, I've also noticed is my clothes seem to f- be feeling, uh, fitting a little looser. I've been concentrating mostly on toning and uh, doing exercises where I don't have to modify them. That's one thing that happens during your weight journey to maintenance. You start to focus on other things besides the scale. In past episodes I've also hinted at my first attempt at weight loss years ago. Today I've decided to share the details of how I decided at that time to lose weight and some of the extreme things I did to get it off. I'll even give you some insight into what was going through my mind. When you hear my story, I have a feeling that you'll be able to relate to what I went through. And then you'll also see how it fits into today's topic, TV show weight loss. Does it work? Picture it, May of 1996. It's the end of my sophomore year in college at Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. I decided I wanted to go out and eat somewhere. I went to Burger King. It was uh, located off of campus and it was in a shopping complex. I don't remember the name of the street, but if you put me on campus now, I could probably still drive to it. That's if it's even still there anymore. I went. Uh, got there, I went to the counter, I ordered a BK Big Fish with cheese, of course, and king size fries, and the largest drink you could get, plus a dessert. I think the dessert was some type of pie. I don't remember the dessert, but I just know I had a dessert. Now, it's been almost 20 years ago that that happened, and I still remember to this day what I ate that day. I don't remember the exact date, but I remember the month and the year. I don't even know if you can get king-size fries at Burger King anymore, you know, with the they're starting to limit some of that. Anyway, I took my tray with my food, and I went to the back of the restaurant, all the way in the back where the bathrooms are. The reason I went there was, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to let anyone see me eat. At this time, I was wearing a size 26 and it was getting really snug. It was getting harder for me to find clothes that fit well. And as I I sat there and ate my BK Big Fish and my fries and my dessert and drank my soda, I ate it all. Then I decided, it's time to change. Okay let me go back a little for, further in my life I remember in junior high watching my mother struggle with her weight and one day she was doing a step exercise now you know I have to give my mom uh, some some credit here cuz she made her own step because she couldn't ab- afford to buy one of the reebok steps so while she was exercising i was watching her cuz i was laying on the bed and it was in our bedroom area and I distinctly remember thinking, I would rather be fat than go through what she is going through, because I saw how much she was struggling. Now, both of these times in my life, I, I, I've never really told anybody the details until now. I was afraid of what people would think of me. Would they think something was wrong with me? You know, especially when I was in Burger King sitting eating there, would they, would they judge me? When I had that day in May of 1996, I went straight from Burger King to a bookstore that was right next to Walmart. It wasn't a very large bookstore. I I don't even remember if it was a Barnes & Noble or some other store. And I went in and I looked for the cooking section. Somehow I knew I wanted a cookbook that helped me know how many calories I needed to eat to lose weight. I had never read any articles or heard any programs about weight loss before, so I don't even know how I even knew what to look for. I bought a hardcover cookbook that had a formula in the front of it, and according to this formula, I should only eat 1,500 calories a day. Here's something else I hadn't shared before. I had just moved into an apartment off campus at that time, and I bought groceries not even two days before. I threw everything away that I thought was bad, which was pretty much everything I bought. And I just, I got rid of it. Then I went to the store again and stocked up on uh, the items I needed for some of the recipes in the cookbook. And at that time, there were these things called snackwell items. They had all kinds of cookies and crackers. And I bought a lot of that so I could be my snacks. That they don't sell these anymore. And that was, I think, still around the whole, you know, eat no fat or eat low fat craze. And then I also tried to eat as little fat as possible as I could. I thought fat is making me fat, so don't eat fat. I didn't tell anyone about my plan to try and lose the weight. For the summer that year, I pretty much locked myself away in my apartment. The exercise that I did was I started out by walking about an hour a day. And on my food, I didn't go over the 1,500 calories. I would drink one glass of soda a day. And I consider that was a big deal because I used to drink a lot of soda. And I would, But I would sit and, and think about what I was going to eat. I would think about the exercise. So I, would, I started exercising almost two hours a day because I thought the more I exercised, the faster the weight would come off. And I barely took a, now I do rest days, either two to three rest days a week. Then I thought, well, if I do something seven days a week, then then this will be good for me. Then I started thinking, what if I eat even less calories and exercise more? I will for sure lose the weight fast and, and that's it. My goal was to lose 100 pounds in a year. My whole focus was on lose, lose, lose. I never thought about life after that. And also during that time, I didn't socialize with my friends. Well, most of them had left to go home for the summer, so I really didn't have uh, many people to go out and do anything with. All I did was exercise and sat around and thought about my next meal. that That's a very sad existence when I think about it now. As I was thinking about all these things, I haven't really thought about in detail what I went through my first time when I was attempted to lose weight, it actually makes me cry to think about the, the times I just sat there thinking this was going to make my whole life better. Because I was so sure that when I lost the weight, I was going to be happy. I was going to like myself. I was going to find a boyfriend. And in my mind, the reason why I didn't have a boyfriend or anyone to date was because of the weight, Right. So naturally, if I lost the weight, I would get a boyfriend. When I lost the weight, I thought my self-esteem would go through the roof. Picture it again. May of 1997, a year later, I stepped on the scale and BAM! I was 100 pounds down, and I was like, yes! But something was wrong. I wasn't happy. I didn't get the boyfriend. And I still didn't like myself. I figured out that I needed to lose more weight. I hadn't lost enough. That was the problem. None of my friends at that time knew I was feeling this way. I didn't know how to express my feelings. I didn't know how to say, you know, I'm sad right now or I don't know how to express myself. That That was the problem. All they, all they thought was I looked great, which I did because I was so so overweight that even any type of weight loss made me look healthier. They didn't know how little I was eating and how much I was exercising. It, it was crazy. I, I have a picture of myself where I actually got, had gotten down to 155 pounds. So my initial goal was I went from 270 to 170. And then during that time when I thought I needed to lose more weight, I got down to 155 and it wasn't in the the best way I mean I could uh my I could feel my bones around my stomach area was at um around my pelvis and I still was thinking I needed to lose 10 more pounds and then I'll be helping, happy and then in that picture I have this huge smile on my face I, I've shown it to some people and when I tell them what I was thinking at that time they can't believe it And literally what I was thinking was I need to lose more weight because I'm still not happy. So that's the problem. And that's one of the reasons why I always tell people it's not just about the food and the exercise. You have to deal with the mental issues. You know, you have to deal with the invisible things that are keeping you down. And some of the invisible things that were keeping me down were there were things I hadn't dealt with That had happened when I was younger, and so I was using food as a way to suppress it. I know that now, but back then I just thought the weight was the problem. That brings me to today's topic, TV show weight loss. How many times have you said to yourself, if only I had a trainer to plan my exercises, if only I had a chef to cook my meals, then I would be successful at losing the weight and keeping it off. Recently there's been several articles floating around online about past winners of the show The Biggest Loser and one of the articles I read said some of them have gained the weight back and more. It seems that some of them also had medical tests run to check on how many calories that they burn and some of them are actually burning less calories than someone of their age and height. Some of the articles allude to the fact Of losing a large amount of weight with excessive exercise and maybe very restricted uh, food food plan may have contributed to this. Now, I always joke that I was doing the Biggest Loser TV show type thing before it even came out. I mean, I just told you my story. I pretty much isolated myself from the world. I concentrated only on, on what it needed to do to get the weight off and maybe a little bit of the mental stuff, but not much. Because I thought the weight was was the problem. Now, I've watched the show. I'm not putting down the show. I it, it's, it's helped me to stay motivated during my time when I was losing the weight. But you have to remember, it's a TV show and a game. Many of my friends would watch the show, and I think they would get discouraged because they weren't having the same results that these people on the show were having. You have to remember, most of them were taken out of their their environment, to a place where they could be just focused on just what they needed to do to get the weight off. And they also have trainers to help them. They have people that are teaching them how to cook now. Now I've seen in episodes where the trainers do try to get them to confront some of their emotional baggage so they don't just, they understand there's more to it. But who can take that much time out of their life to go away? Do do you, maybe you do, what happens when you come back to your real life, though? You come back to the dirty house. You come back to the relationship that wasn't working before. You come back just to, to the same problems. You may still be active, you know, if you concentrate on the exercise. Uh, but what happens when you don't have hours upon hours to do that? What happens when you have to go back to work and work your desk job where you sit 8 to 10 hours a day? You get. I think you get the point. And there are other weight loss reality shows that I have watched. There's one called Extreme Weight Loss, uh, Weight Loss Edition. Yeah, Extreme Weight Loss with Chris Powell. Now, I have some of the biggest loser workout videos. I have their, I've, I have recipes from their cookbooks. I, I follow the trainers from the show, the show on social media and I read their books. So I'm not against the show or any other type of show like that. I mean, I even read Chris Powell's book and kind of, Uh, You know, I read these books to kind of help me to take what I can use. But many of us have watched it thinking, if we don't exercise for hours and eat a very strict food plan, then we can't lose the weight. You know, we have to take ourselves out of everything. To we have to isolate ourselves from the world so we can do this. Now, I think a lot of the past winners that are are starting to view weight loss in a different way. It's not just about the food and the exercise. It's about what goes on in your head, too. I know I keep repeating this, but it's what I think we need to get in our heads, including me still, that, you know, that's not the only focus. That's what I call in my program, the maintenance mindset. You're working on the invisible weight. Now, that first time I lost that hundred pounds, I didn't realize how much emotional baggage I had. So this time when I started in 2011, the end of 2011, I knew that was something I needed to work on but it didn't happen right away. I didn't wanna focus on just on the emotional stuff. So I became obsessed with the food and exercise the first time. And I knew I didn't wanna do this this time. That's what I try to help people to see. You, you, you need to have a life. You know, Don't just concentrate on that. Even if you don't really need to lose weight, but you're trying to eat a healthier, uh, healthier. I, I hate to use the word diet because it makes me think restriction, but uh, a healthier food plan, you know, you can't just focus on the food, the food. You have to still be well-rounded. When I did all that, when I became obsessed with the food and exercise, I just traded one addiction for another addiction. Now, I've done past episodes where I talked about exercise and my recommendation and what I do. I don't go over an hour, that's my maximum. And the reason I do not do this is because of the story I just told you. It got crazy seven days a week and maybe an hour and a half to two hours. And if I was really crazy, I might have done another some more exercise. It consumed my life. And I know I could easily get back into that mindset of I need to you know exercise more, I need to restrict more to get you know get the weight off fast or even to keep it off. And that's one reason why even today, when I'm doing my food journal, I actually try to watch that for patterns like that, that I am not going the other way to where I'm restricting so much that I'm you know, getting obsessive in that area. It's all about kind of finding your balance. And that's what I've, I've helped some of my, my friends and other people that have talked to me to find. Now, TV show weight loss, I think, is hard. I mean, it's hard anyway to try and when you, you make changes in your life, at least us that aren't on TV don't have the whole world watching and giving their opinion of what they think of what we're doing. If, if you ever watch episodes of these reality weight loss shows, I mean, the people are exercising, you don't look pretty. You're not in the, the best spotlight. And I don't look pretty when I'm exercising either. I, I look pretty later, not during. Then when you lose the weight... Everyone is watching you and giving their opinion of, you know, do you think they're going to keep it off? Or are they going to gain it back? Or uh, not? I, I don't remember if it was the last Biggest Loser or two Biggest Losers ago where it was a lady that won and then the whole thing was, oh, she's lost too much weight. It's like you can't win. You're, you're too fat or you're too small. That's why you have to figure out what is healthy for you. Now, a lot of the charts, I think, for my height, says I'm supposed to be 155 pounds, which I had achieved years ago. But that was very hard for me to keep my body at at that weight because at that time I was consuming so few calories. What does a healthy you look like and feel like? I thought in 1996, a healthy Gwen was supposed to be 155 pounds. Today, I'll let you know I am at 200 pounds and I can do more now uh, with the exercises I do, and I eat more and feel better than I did when I was 155 pounds. I worked hard to lose those 70 pounds that I have taken off, and it wasn't just the physical work. I'm talking about the emotional work I still do every day. In 2011, my original goal was to lose 100 pounds in the year again. I don't know why I kept going to that number. I didn't meet it, but I kept going. It wasn't just about the weight loss. It was about getting control of my life back. It was about me and what I tell other people. You have to stop blaming others for your unhappiness. Yeah, it was horrible that things happened to you. When I was 24 years old, I remember one day I sat up in bed. I don't know where this came from. And the first thing I said was, if I'm not happy, it's my fault. It's not my mom's fault or my dad or our ex-husband or whoever it's me wow you know you have to come to a point where you realize it's not about what others you know affect your happiness you know it was about me doing the work I needed and to stop complaining about how hard it is now I still complain to myself sometimes about this is crazy why am I doing this Uh, I don't want to do this anymore it's you know it's hard And then I tell myself to just suck it up and do it. (laughs) Sometimes we have to do that to ourselves. One of the things I've learned, anything worth doing will be hard. That's what makes the victory that much sweeter. Yeah, there's going to be times when you might regress and go back, but when you pick yourself up, when you come back from a setback, and the next time that happens and you're able to work through it, it's like, great, man, a victory. It's one of those non-scale victories I talk about in my book. So does TV show weight loss work? Well, it's like anything, any weight loss plan, it'll work. But the trick is, what you do, is it going to last? Now, there are some people that have lost the weight like, like they have on the TV shows or even like I did, where you just concentrate on then you were able to keep it up. But I want the takeaway from this podcast today to be is what I always tell you. Tell people. I don't care who it is. You don't have to even follow the way I, I put in my book or what I, I you know told in the previous podcast episodes of steps to, to get to the weight that you want to. The main thing is whatever plan you choose to do, make sure it's something you can do the rest of your life. And it's something you can modify as your life changes. Because the way your life was in your 20s is not the way your life is going to be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And I don't want to go back to my 20s. So that's something that when I started my own, started this time, this second go-round in 2011, I thought, whatever I do, I have to be able to adjust it for times when I want to go out and eat, for times during the holidays, uh, for just if I just want to just eat regular food, I you know I didn't want to have to go out and buy some special food. So what do you think of reality show reality TV weight loss shows? Let me know. If you go to com, that's T-H-E, com, and you go to the contact section of my website, you can fill in the, the email address and type in what you want to send to me. Or if there's any topics you would like to hear, let me know, also in the contact section. Now in June, I will let you know, I should have my first guest. And it's a, a one of my friends, it's a guy, and I am so excited because I always wonder, do guys struggle with the same things that women struggle with when it comes to weight loss and body image? So be on the lookout for that one. Until next time, Coach Quinn says... Take the actions necessary to get the results you want. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.